0: Hi everyone. I'm Anna Close,
1: and I'm Paul Traboroni, and this is the Engineering History Podcast.
0: If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show.
1: Today, we'll we'll be going over insert description of topic here. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let's give you guys some background about us. I'm a manufacturing engineer. Uh, at a large aerospace <laughs> company.
0: <laughs> and I'm a civil engineer focusing in water resources and water quality. Um, uh,
1: so, oh, was that the whole thing? Or? No. Okay. Oh, no, yes. Sorry.
0: Our alcohol for today's podcast is the Golden State Cider. <laughs> it's a mighty dry. <laughs>
1: it's, it is mighty dry, and it's one pint each.
0: Yay. Cheers, cheers. Paul. It's,
1: all right, and, and let's get that. Mm, some ASMR there to kind of brighten some, some days. Wrist opening. Mm.
0: <laughs> so our topic for today is the LA
1: Aqueduct. Oh my god, I knew it was going to be aqueduct Yay, based. Yay! I knew it.
0: I'm a water engineer.
1: I love aqueducts so much. I have, well, yes, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a boner for aqueducts
0: yep (laughs) um and we just wanted to give a quick thank you to all of our supporters friends and family who listened to our last one and gave positive reviews we really appreciate it
1: people were so nice i expected like two people to like give like pity likes on the thing (laughs) where i shared it and like we had like a bunch of people going and say like like wow this is great and like all these like Thank you so much to anybody who said anything. It was really nice.
0: And justice for Albert Six.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> we got a comment on Apple Podcasts, which really wanted justice for Albert Six.
0: I think everyone wants
1: justice <clears throat> for Albert Six. I agree, um, but what I really want justice for is the LA Aqueduct.
0: Oh boy, do you? <laughs> mm.
1: Do I? I don't actually know anything about it.
0: Well, good thing I'm talking about it right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is useful.
0: Okay, so just to give a quick background about the area and L.A. at the time. So, this kind of takes place um, at the very beginning of the 20th century. So, like, like
1: 1900 sure. onward. That is the beginning of the 20th century, yeah. Okay,
0: don't, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, L.A. at the time, in around 1900-ish, plus, plus maybe four years... So Mexican rule had just ended during the Mexican American War and essentially Americans took control of the Californios after a series of battles, culminating with the signing of the Treaty of Cahan Wow.
1: Cajun-ga. I'm sure that's the, the original Cajun-ga-ga. pronunciation.
0: Cajun-ga-ga. This is, <laughs> is this
1: better or worse pronunciation than Montbouvier? Yeah. Uh
0: it's about the same.
1: <laughs> no, I noticed you said Californios.
0: Yes. So, California's is kind of, well, um, it's a restaurant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you and... fought a war over a fucking restaurant? <laughs> no,
0: it's just, I just clicked on it, and, and it just says, for restaurants, see, California's restaurant. <laughs>
1: I, I think that's a much better, that's better than <laughs> California, like, we lost out yeah. from California.
0: <laughs> California, surprise guys, is just one big restaurant.
1: Yeah, i I'm, well, it's a restaurant that serves delicious, being the sixth largest economy in the world.
0: Yes. Anyways, okay, so Californios is a plural of Californio, which is a term used to designate a Hispanic Californian, ah. especially those descended from Spanish and Mexican settlers. So, essentially, um, the Americans took control of California from the original se- settlers, which right. were of either spanish or mexican descent
1: you know that's kind of i mean i don't know if this is what's going on here but it almost makes me wonder like with some native american tribes you would have the people yeah. and then the land they occupied had like the same name because they were nomadic you know yeah So like i wonder if there's kind of a similar dynamic going on here
0: yeah it seems like it and so this treaty of cahuenga nice. um, is essentially it's also called the capitulation of cahuenga
1: uh, and I assume that's the uh, losing side's uh, name for it. Yes.
0: Um, it was an agreement in 1847 that ended the conquest of California, resulting in a ceasefire between the Californios and Americans, again, leading to um, California kind of becoming right. part of the U.S.? Cali- becoming like a state, kind so
1: of? So, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, weren't they one of the few states... Were they, like, they weren't they, didn't they just became a state? Like, they didn't have some long-ass application?
0: I don't know the background of California as a whole. Okay. But I, I looking at this date, seeing as in 1847, it was agreement that the conquest of California was kind of over in a big right. part of the Americas. And then in 1849, there was, like, that whole gold rush. I, I would assume yeah. that it quickly became a state after
1: the No, that was agreement. it, yes. Yeah. But wait, so but then why is it in early 1900s that they're becoming a state?
0: No, no, no. This is just this is kind of like a, oh, a background of, oh, of yes. California. and oh, okay. Now but, I'm kind of kind of getting yes, into I'm getting it now. like LA yep, at the time. Yep, Probably should have done it. No, no, job.
1: this cider is this cider's uh, only 6.3 percent, folks. But it's already uh, huh, it's clearly already starting to have an effect.
0: <laughs> You're gonna hear a lot of really bad 1920s impressions from me.
1: Is it like, welcome to the gold rush, boys? Yeah, there was actually my
0: next point was railroads around with the completion of the transcontinental Southern Pacific line from New Orleans to Los Angeles. Los
1: Angeles, California, in
0: 1876. Yeah, so essentially the the, the boom of L.A. as a city began with, you know, railro- railroads becoming more popular and sure. being built and having easier access to go to city to city, but also petroleum was Ooh. discovered in this city and surrounding Ooh. area in the 1890s. So there was a lot of... Um, you know, oil people, like rich people, a lot of a lot a lot of people coming and going for the oil and petroleum, but also the rail, rail All the rails, rails, now. <laughs> so and also, let me just get bit get into LA weather for a little bit too. Sure, sure. It was a semi arid climate with unreliable rainfall. <laughs>
1: that's it we give you the folks here fo- you, sorry we give you the facts here folks we
0: only do factual facts that
1: kind of is relevant because everybody says LA's weather is super great and I can imagine like you know in Alaska they'll go there because there's oil there and mm-hmm. I guess you'll go to their to drill oil but nobody really wants to live in Alaska
0: <laughs> Nobody. Right? no I don't think so
1: I saw this meme one time that was like bruh what if you were born in alaska umf <laughs> life gone <laughs> or like, like umf life over before it began yeah
0: you know those those memes of like a baby born being born it's just like oh god please don't let it be ohio <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i was thinking um, about that too oh no, yeah ohio is like the one worse i think
0: yeah sorry to those listening who have ever been to or lived in Ohio. <laughs> I've been to
1: Ohio and I still feel contaminated. I
0: know I have to take a shower three times a day just yeah, to yeah. get Ohio off of off of me.
1: You know one thing, Bob Evans. You ever been to Bob Evans? mm It's from Ohio. It's kind of a family style restaurant. Oh
0: yeah. It's
1: uh, it's I mean, it's very Ohio, but it's it's also <laughs> I think worth existing. Also, Skyline Chili. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: But. We're not talking about Ohio. We're, We're not. talking about Los California. Angeles. Los California. Angeles, California. Yeah, so great weather, lots of oil, the railroad. The railroad. Only problem is for a booming city to thrive, you need water. You do. And you do. that was kind of the limiting gross factor of Los Angeles was poor water supply.
1: Well luckily they figured all that out and that's been fixed.
0: <laughs> so <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyways so, yeah. so that's where william mulholland ha- comes in he was the head of city planning and he was also a self-taught civil engineer self-taught yeah he just read a shit ton of books and he's like this co- this is good enough Fuck I'm yeah. qualified
1: i love that is so like early or like late 1800s america you yeah, know it's I know. just like i literally just read a book time to build the LA <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so a little bit of background on William Mulholland. He was... Um. I think he was born in Ireland, but I then he immigrated to America. Love it. Like I said, he was a self-taught civil engineer and was basically the main guy who was responsible for building this kind of water supply infrastructure mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. Um, he... Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the project started in early 1900s. I think it was like 1904 is when kind of the design and construction started. But essentially, William and this other guy, Fred Eaton, who was I believe the mayor at the time of Los Angeles, they got together and they were like what are we going to do with these? We need, we need water sure. to have a great city. Great. And essentially they found this, um, place called Owens Valley, about 233 miles away from LA. Mm-hmm. And they got there and it was just great, great water source, great place to kind of, um, take water and direct it to Los Angeles. Nice. And it was pretty much like all downhill because um, at the time, uh, uh, it was really high up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owens Valley was approximately 4,000 feet above sea level, and so the entire waterline was, was gravity-fed. They didn't need right. to use any kind of, well, I don't think they even really had any kind of mechanism, like pumps or anything, to right. pump water. So that was kind of, like, a big reason why they chose Owens Valley, was because it had lot of water and right. it would be all gravity fed
1: now is that still well I mean I don't maybe we're getting into spoiler territory here but like does LA still retrieve a lot of water from Owens Valley or
0: no that, there's like so many I, I think they do like oh I don't know what LA does because it doesn't really get a lot of rainfall but I think right. they do like dams and water um water reuse like I I think specifically in, like, Southern California, they do, like, um, they take wastewater and they reuse it for maybe not, like, drinking supply, but, like, agricultural purposes.
1: Not to tangent us, but aren't you anti-dam? Like, you don't believe in dams?
0: Well, just the dams that aren't necessary.
1: Right. You think we over-dam?
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of over-damming in some places, and... It's just a um, it just ends up costs costing the taxpayer more money, and it's not really all that great, and it's actually environmentally um, unhelpful.
1: Would you say you're pro aqueduct after reading this, or in general?
0: Um, I'm pro. Pro, <laughs> I don't know. Well, the the thing with this is, and I'll get. I'll okay. get into it. It really, there was a lot of corruption That's the it.
1: word I thought you were going to say. Why is, well, okay, so maybe you can explain this to me, especially Berg. Yeah. why why do these big infrastructure projects, you mentioned the Transatlantic Railroad, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of bridges also suffer from this. Why mm-hmm. do giant infrastructure projects tend to have so much corruption?
0: I don't know. Well, I can't speak to, like, every single project out there but in this scenario it was like a lot of rich landowners that wanted the water supply not to you know um for drinking water but to kind of um uh, put put water on their land so they could start growing things and selling right. selling the land like doing like golf courses and Maybe bullshit like that. It's just
1: such a giant thing that it's yeah. like you say people are like this is a giant thing nobody Great. will notice if I take my slice for my golf course or whatever.
0: Exactly, and here we are in 1905. Right. You know the designs kind of already been doing the thing and. Holland is secretly buying up land, Uh-oh. like basically taking land from these ranchers and farmers up near Owens Valley saying that it's going to be for an agricultural irrigation purpose, that it's actually going to help them when a- in actuality it's going to hurt them because right. he's not only going to be draining Owens Valley of its natural resources but also, you know, these um, or not natural resources Owens Valley of its water helps with the farming and stuff like that you know he's also taking land from these from these farmers and ranchers
1: that's a double whammy
0: yeah so essentially he was just like lying about the land use and these farmers you know they're basically being left out to dry and fred eaton and william Mulholland also convinced la times to print propaganda pieces stating that the city that needed this water to survive yeah mm-hmm. but by the time like la times figured out what they were doing to these ranchers and farmers, it was, you know, like, basically screwing them over. It was, like, too late to let the public know what was
1: going on. That makes me wonder, yeah, you mentioned that the growth of the city was constrained yeah. by the lack of water. How do we know that's really true? Was that propaganda, you know?
0: Well, um, no.
1: It wasn't.
0: would say, I would say, you know, like, LA didn't get a lot of rainfall even sure. back in the 1900s early 1900s. Right. So they really didn't have and they can't like the people can't just like go into the ocean and drink the water because it's salt water. Salt water. Yeah. So I don't think that was propaganda necessarily. I think like what the what Fred and William were doing like telling the LA Times that this water supply like you know is it were helping out the the community and kind of like keeping the what they're doing to the ranchers and farmers on the down low right you know
1: so they're they're trying to cover up like you could even maybe almost say their goal is noble maybe they really want this aqueduct to happen
0: well let me get into it (laughs) because they do some
1: resistance they
0: do want the aqueduct to happen but not necessarily for A water drinking supply oh boy not necessarily for like the the people to use and i'll get into that in a minute
1: okay sweet so
0: can you just stop talking and (laughs) let the women
1: speak (laughs) there's just so many tangents that my male (laughs) male centric brain wants to go on the first of which is have you ever seen I know you've watched True Detective on HBO mm-hmm. with Matthew McConaughey. Great show. Great show. Nobody's seen it. Um, have you seen True Detective season two?
0: I've seen like the first episode and I was like, this is absolute dog shit.
1: It's just a very different show. I thought it was pretty good personally, but everybody hated it. People people didn't seem... I thought Vince Vaughn in a dramatic role. Anyway, this mm-hmm. is less relevant. But but what is more relevant is that um, I believe that centers around a aqueduct project or maybe a railroad is some LA County railroad,
0: railroad. it's, it's I, I, I haven't seen it so I
1: wouldn't know kind of the bottom line why I'm tangenting us is just because like it almost feels like it's a trope that these large projects just get bogged down and, and mired in corruption
0: yeah I mean you remember when we saw the Batman Mm-hmm. and it was like the you know the um main character um Batman? <laughs> yeah batman <laughs> batman whatever his name is um um bruce like his father wanted to start like a donation thing for the right, city right yes and then yeah. when he died it was like a billion dollars just like left on the no table oversight and, whatsoever and everyone was like "Well, i guess it's ours for the
1: taking spoilers for the batman great movie
0: it's a great movie robert pattinson i kind of like him as batman
1: i think he's great
0: yeah I liked him better as Cedric Diggory, though.
1: I can't say I agree. I like him better as Batman. Oof. Well. I like the part... I like just how just fucking pissed he is at all times. He just...
0: just loves punching people. Not happy in that movie once. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, what the hell happened to you, man? Like...
1: You know... Your parents die or something. Did die.
0: <laughs> so, yes. The L.A city had already voted for these aqueduct to begin construction, which right. is why it was kind of too late for the LA Times to sh- show the, the, the people of the city that, you know, William and Fred Eaton were, it's like, basically screwing over these Couldn't
1: ranchers. they still have said something? I mean, if they knew... I,
0: I think they, they did say something, but at that point, like, the city had already voted for this aqueduct to wheels are Yeah, they're... so... I yeah I they did but like I said it was it was too little too late, and essentially, construction began in 1907, and ended six years later so around 1913 is when it it was when it ended, and approximately 40 people died during the construction. What? Of, yeah, channels, tunnels, and gates that directed the water from Owens Valley. Yeah. I... Nice. To the heart of L.A. <laughs>
1: now, now, where the fuck was the safety, I, I would kind of ask.
0: the 1910s. There's no safety.
1: I'm instantly thinking of that picture when they're building the Empire State Building and they're just sitting oh, on the beam, yeah. you know? So yeah. That, that kind of vibe. Yeah.
0: Imagine, like, you're sitting, like, hundreds of feet in the air. Right. Like, eating lunch. And then some guy's like, well. He <laughs> just, like, slaps you <laughs> on the back. Good job today. Hard working. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. I'll take care of your <laughs> wife and wife and child.
1: <laughs> Frank is just like a pile of goo.
0: On the <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you come into work tomorrow? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we
0: really need you.
1: His eyeball is just like.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> he's just yeah. He's not even his. Not even bones, it's all just yeah. dust and goo.
1: Now I wonder, um, and, and not to bring up kind of a sore topic, but there were a lot of I know at least with the Transcontinental Railroad, there were a lot of like immigrant workers who were not like valued yeah. in terms of like their lives. Is there kind of a similar dynamic going on here or is it just
0: No, I wouldn't be surprised. Purpose? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was you know, like construction safety back then was yeah. not at its peak. Yeah. And on top of that, probably, you know, to save some money, cut right. the corners a little bit, they hired immigrants who um like came from wherever that, Definitely. you know, just wanted a wanted a job. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if there was some some of that stuff going on. But, you know, uh six years later, nineteen thirteen ish, the construction ended and um it was a gravity-fed line, and when the construction finished, William Mulholland famously opened the water line and famously said, there it is, take it.
1: Ooh, okay. Kind of,
0: kind of badass. That's but... not bad, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> and here's where I get my gears are really ground.
1: Uh-oh. You know where I really grind my My like... gears. <laughs>
0: Much of the water was not used for residential purposes, but for commercial use. So, a lot of the landowners would take this water and, you know, kind of bolster up their own property so they could sell it at a higher
1: value. Now, is this something where, like, you have lucrative contracts where people are like, I'm essentially buying the land near this, and we have some kind of inside baseball deal Oh yeah, people are not cut in?
0: Yeah, it's essentially like that. So... Yeah, that's pretty much what happened is, you know, they, Fred Eaton and William Mulholland got, you know, got like a whole bunch of other rich white landowning guys together. And they're like, this is what we're doing,
1: right. you know, to
0: kind of um, give us some money for the construction, but for ourselves as well. We're going to cut you in on the deal. You're going to make money off of the property because it's going to be well um, well taken care of with all of this water, mm. and we're we're gonna get a little well ch- ch- cheddar cheese, cheddar cheese on the side. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm like kind of annoyed because it didn't seem like at the end of the day that this project was for the people. It was for rich white landowning men.
1: Now, now is there did the did the people benefit like? Like, was there any benefit to the people, or? I'm
0: sure there was. I think maybe there was, like, a small percentage was used for, like, drinking water and stuff like that. But they mainly, I think L.A., at the end of all of this, took water from, like, other, like, dams and stuff like that to kind of supplement a right. lot of a lot of the, the loss
1: from this. So this is the fat cats getting mm-hmm. richer, mm-hmm. using public funds mm-hmm. to create something to benefit their cronies mm-hmm. and themselves.
0: And stealing land from ranchers and farmers. Right. And the yeah.
1: government. On the <laughs> oh
0: <God>. railroad. <laughs> yeah, so it's just awful.
1: That's pretty bad. So this is a wealth transfer vehicle, basically.
0: Yeah, but I mean... A lot of the, well, like the following years of this construction, many of the ranchers and farmers that were angry about this end up sabotaging the
1: line. Really? Yeah, there was oh a boy. lot of
0: sabotage.
1: So I, I guess one thing I'm wondering, like, so I know New York has a reservoir, which mm-hmm. is where all their water comes from, and they have a police force where, like, their entire job is just to guard this reservoir. Yeah. You have some farmers and ranchers they're taking the sledge to mm-hmm. your thingy. What yeah. do you do? Like, is how, how is this all enforced?
0: I don't think it was. I don't know if it...
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, because... What was this? Again, this is, like, the 1910s, and this was over 200 miles mm-hmm. of piping.
1: What are you going to do for 200 miles?
0: Exactly. Like, you can't, like... You know, there's only so much you can do.
1: So, I guess kind of the second question, then, or, or sort of the secondary question is, like who's maintaining this thing like, like, or, or, or really more broadly, like how long is this thing operational? Like, it sounds like it was kind of a money grab. Like, Mm -hmm. like, is this thing operational today or like, Oh,
0: I don't think it's operational today. Okay. Because I think Owens Valley is dried up. Maybe not dried up, but it's just, there's better water supply,
1: Hmm.
0: water supply around Los Angeles. That's closer and probably easier to maintain than a two hundred and thirty-three mile long pipe.
1: This comes into the, sort of the um the 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 hatred of, like like, how do you create something where people won't actively destroy it? And especially because it doesn't sound like these guys had a real plan to maintain it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe you just don't steal land from. No, you don't do
1: that, yeah. From
0: farmers and ranchers. Yeah. And it gets worse. Uh oh. This guy William Mulholland, I think. You know, he's a smart guy, you know, he's self-taught. He sure. seems like just a, he wanted to Action? no, he didn't, he didn't want to help people because he ended up, you know, just like fucking screwing over these, the LA people and, and these ranchers and farmers. He just, he just wanted, just wanted, he's a dick. He's, he's a, dick. a dick. I'm sorry, I'm
1: hearing he's a dick.
0: And you're gonna learn a little bit more about his dickishness. (laughs) Dickedness. (laughs) Dickedness. Because he was part of another project that kind of involved, like, a dam Mm -hmm. that didn't go so well. Uh Uh-oh. In 1924, L.A. went through a severe drought, like, the worst of the worst. The creme de la creme of droughts. Uh Uh-oh. And William Mulholland wanted to... Kind of build a reservoir, kind of dam up an area to help prevent or combat this drought if it were to occur in later
1: years. Makes sense.
0: And so that's where he came up with the St. Francis Dam. Okay. It was built in 1926, completed 1926. Keep in mind, this was just two years after the severe drought. He was like, yeah, I'm going to ba- build this stand.
1: That's a quick turnaround time. That's what I was thinking,
0: too. I was like, damn, this this is...
1: You were like, damn? I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn, boy.
0: That's a thick-ass boy.
1: <laughs> My uncle, when he walks downstairs <laughs> and sees <laughs> me alone. Thick-ass boy. <laughs> oh, There's a geez. wonderful video on YouTube, folks. <laughs> it's just, I think it's 11 seconds. Of a guy just going, like, damn, boy. That's a thick ass boy. And all the, the comments are all things of that ilk. Anyway, oh
0: my god, such a good
1: video. I that, That's the same guy who did um the vegan smoothie video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's
0: like, eat your fucking vegetables and greens, dickhead. Damn. Who was that? Oh my that god.
1: That was um, Anthony Fantano. Anthony
0: Fantano. I... From
1: the music drop, yes. the needle drop.
0: Oh my god eat your fucking vegetables and then he just he turns on the. Ah! <laughs> if anyone is listening to this with the headphones on
1: <laughs> then we lean in closer louder. no what i love about that is actually that when he says eat your fucking vegetables and greens you can hear just in his voice like pain, pain. <laughs> i don't know where it's coming no from no one eats
0: their <laughs> vegetables anymore i get
1: that but like (laughs) jesus oh my god he wasn't just mad about the damn vegetables
0: he was not about the damn vegetables tying it back
1: all right so two years for a damn huh
0: Wow, you couldn't just let that joke kind of like sit in. No, Maybe no, it wasn't stopped? even a
1: joke. I mean, it's I'm I'm legitimately impressed.
0: Yeah, and well, you shouldn't be because
1: <laughs> <laughs> shit went down. Uh-oh. <laughs>
0: um so it, the purpose of this dam was to kind of store rainwater even though LA didn't have like a lot of frequent like rain coming down. The, the stuff that they did have, you know, it would have been nice to kind of store it somewhere for Sure. For a rainy day. (laughs) Ah. The railroad. The railroad. Um, so, it was completed, and it was able to hold about 30,000 acre-feet of water.
1: What is an acre-foot? I don't know. Oh. Okay.
0: But, um, it was also kind of, it was also kind of connected to the aqueduct. So, if there, I I think the the thinking behind this was, if there wasn't enough rainwater, then some of the aqueduct water would be diverted.
1: The aqueduct is the transmission line mm-hmm. and the reservoir is the storage capability. Exactly. Oh, I just
0: dropped some of the the some of the Golden State cider just came back up yeah. and like hit me in the face with oh, its boy. Beautiful, delicious yellow goldness. This
1: is quite a good sight. I'm enjoying this greatly. I love that there's a little seal on it, you know? You know, it's kind of local to SF kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You oh, my that?
0: God. I just noticed that.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to also no, follow me. No, I was in not. You no. Know, Okay. Those right. Seals are so cute, though. I it, folks, if you ever make it to the Bay Area, the seal situation is actually kind of out of control.
0: Yeah, it's so cute. They're so adorable. They're like, they're like water river.
1: Our our dog River is uh is very much like a seal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was sleeping. She
1: didn't like that we, I touched her.
0: We need a river cam. We do. Maybe if we can like make any kind of revenue off this we can get just specifically a river cam and then the, right. and then us talking over it or something you know
1: any money we would make you know we would put back into the podcast and i think that would be a great use of funds
0: yeah oh i just i just want a 24 24 hour
1: seven days a week 365 video of river uh i'm not sure if i need that much river I,
0: I do. <laughs> when you
1: think about it, an aqueduct is kind of like a controlled river it's like a man-made river almost
0: trying to keep me on track is that it no (laughs) i've got something in 20 minutes babe hurry the fuck up
1: (laughs) for those of you listening at home i'm I'm aggressively tapping my watch thank you not really i I actually you know i think the i think the tangents are are the are the uh 100 fresh pressed west coast apples with champagne yeast of this podcast so
0: yes so (laughs) william mulholland had a brilliant tendency sure. to find shortcuts for saving money.
1: <laughs> hey, can't blame a man.
0: Um, so, oh, Jesus, I keep burping. It's a small one. So for this project, that included little to no oversight on his engineer's calculations, very minor management from him and some of the upper upper managers. Right, right. Um, last minute design changes that included an, an increase in capacity, but no readjustment no. from the base to compensate no. this increased capacity. And little thought was given to the contraction of cement and heat, which would leave the structure unstable. And Cracks and leaks were ignored, because they were considered within the normal tolerance.
1: That's fucking based right there. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like, oh, our dam just isn't working. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Um, and the dam operator, after it was constructed and there was water in the dam, he would frequently note dirt, water being spilled from both sides. And this was normally an indication of weak weak foundation. Mm -hmm. And he let William Mulholland and some of the major design engineers know about this. And they went for an inspection, but they concluded that the dirty water was not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was just clear water from the dam, mixed (laughs) with newly constructed dirt roads.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And the leaks and cracks did not concern them either. (laughs) And both figured... That those could be fixed at a later date. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, build it, build it. This is like kind of the Silicon Valley model. Like, build a shitty version, then fix it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Although that makes a little less sense when it's a dam.
0: Yeah, especially since 12 hours later, the dam broke. 12 hours? Yeah, literally, William Mulholland came by. and He's like, oh, I see some... The dam isn't working, huh? Well, I better sleep on it. But literally as he was sleeping, the dam broke. Oh my
1: god, bro.
0: Yeah, so at around 11pm, a 12-inch crack was noticed on the side of the dam wall, which indicated a shift from the mountain mountain base inside of the dam, so there was some kind of landslide going on. Uh Uh-oh. And 15 minutes later, power went out. And not long after, the dam broke. Oof. One of the powerhouses electrical powerhouses, was taken out, killing all of the employees that lived there oh and their families. God. How many? Well, I don't know how many were killed in that powerhouse, but um, the total number of people killed was thought to be around
1: 431.
0: 431? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And local towns and nearby encampments were flooded, which ended in more loss of life.
1: That's horrible.
0: And the worst part is, oh my God, this actually made me a little sad because... Yeah. The dam operator that had William and some of his buddies come in and inspect the dam, his body was never found, but his wife's body was. Oh, my God. And it's thought that he went for a late-night inspection after the sounds of the landslides were heard.
1: And then his wife followed him.
0: No, his, his wife's body was found in the home.
1: Oh. Yeah. From what? Why'd she die? Uh,
0: probably just like drowned, or maybe there's some kind so of so got rock. flooded out. Yeah, oh my yeah, exactly.
1: God. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, after this, uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's absolutely horrible what happened. Yeah. There was um, the I like I think the city of LA got a bunch of engineers together to kind of figure out what went wrong, and one of the main theories. There's a bunch of theories because this whole thing was like just horribly put together. But one of the main theories behind the dam failures was that the landslides landslide uh, caused the left abutment to weaken and fall apart. Gotcha. So not only was there poor oversight on the <laughs> engineering calculations and just completely, like, the... William completely ignored all the cracks and leaks but also they chose a bad spot to build a dam like naturally yeah they're like oh this is a bad spot and it's geologically weak right let's just fucking build it here anyways
1: <laughs> like that mean that's like source trust me bro you know
0: <laughs> william mulholland saw the the cre- the the leaks and the cracks and he was just like if this dam falls apart, I will just simply intervene. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what if he came out later that night with just, like, some concrete and he was like, right. fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs>
0: but there's no dam. But like, it's
1: just flooded. What?
0: Where'd it go? <laughs> uh,
1: so, so, do do we have his comments? Like, do we have his reaction?
0: Uh... Yeah, kind of, but there were like I want to go over some of the other theories because sure
1: yeah no that makes sense
0: the city appointed team of, of inspectors ruled that the main design was good sure. somehow I but don't
1: know how that would be I don't I know
0: either but the construction was poorly executed
1: wait what if this was him sorry I don't mean to cut you off sorry mm-hmm. if you had more to say no 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 I just I well I was just thinking like what if this is him covering his ass because wasn't he the like the head engineer so like what if he was like. Grease and some palms to say, like, hey, my design was great. Yeah. Despite there was no oversight. It's these construction guys who fucked it up. That's what
0: I was thinking, too, because, like, uh, everything was rushed from the design right. to the construction. There's no way that, yeah. you know, th- that there wasn't something wrong with the, wrong with the design.
1: And if you have the abutment in the wrong place, mm-hmm. there's no way that's the construction. That's gotta be the design anyway.
0: Yeah. And it even goes back to just like choosing a spot to make the dam. And they went wrong with that too. So, I
1: mean, so like, I'm not sure if I trust this whole construction bullshit.
0: Yeah. Everything that you need to build a dam they were just like let's just do the exact opposite right
1: (laughs) what if we just and and when you think about it that's kind of a wonderful kind of um art project in a certain way where it's like what if you did an engineering large-scale infrastructure project (laughs) but sort of the opposite and it's i think it sparked a lot of conversation here william
0: Mulholland was just the Banksy of his time
1: (laughs) (laughs) he was just not understood until
0: don't get it guys it's art
1: yes Dude, what if he was literally just was like a troll?
0: <laughs> that would be lay epic troll. <laughs> that
1: would be lay epic troll. Fuck, I forgot about it. what do they call those like rage comics? Like lay troll or whatever? Uh, I don't know. There was the rage face Lay mm-hmm. Master Troll or Lay something? Master Troll,
0: yeah, that sounds yeah. about
1: right. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's a little too tangenty.
0: Yeah, but so some of the engineer inspectors inspectors. Considered hydrostatic uplift and poor geology to be the main pro- problem. Do you know what hydrostatic uplift means?
1: I, and, and I'm a lowly manufacturing engineer, so I'm going to give it my best shot here. I would assume that it has something to do with buoyancy, right? Because you're kind of flooding it with water and then you have a buoyancy force kind of pushing the structure up.
0: Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Hell
1: yeah! That's one for the mechanicals, boys and yeah, gals. Yeah.
0: Essentially, it's just when water seeps underneath the dam and pushes it up. Sure. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, no design engineers were held accountable, and there was no evidence to support that there was any criminal intent. But uh, behind the dam falling my apart. My ass,
1: dude! This guy. At the very least, aren't we talking negligence here?
0: Yeah, but again, like. I feel like these engineers just have the city in in, in their back pocket. Like, right. Mulholland is rich as fuck. Sure. And, you know, he's friends with the mayor, Fred, okay. who's, you know.
1: So that leads me to question, like, his motives. Like, why, why would you intentionally do this project in this fashion if you knew it would go this way?
0: I think... I don't know what his... Well, his motives were to kind of com- combat the next drought that L.A. would have to face.
1: But, but like, did he really give a shit, you know, like...
0: I think he just wanted to cut corners and make money and not really give any oversight to any of the important aspects of civil engineering, which is, you know, you're, you're a public servant. Right. You're, you're there for the public, and he was there for maybe his... His own selfish kind of, you know, he just
1: wanted to make money, man. I do have to imagine as a young engineer, if you were working on that project, that would be fucking dope. Because you don't have some asshole breathing down your neck. <laughs> yeah. <just> like, <laughs> I get to do whatever I want.
0: Yeah, but then two years later, it's like 430 <sighs> people dying. It's like, oh yeah. shit, am I the baddie? <laughs> no, for
1: sure. For sure. That reminds me of one time I was working on something. It didn't end up getting used, but at one of my old jobs, they had us doing something that... <laughs> Like, we should have been professional engineers doing this, but they just gave it to us anyway. And the reason it wasn't eventually used is we weren't able to stamp it, because I was, like, yeah. you know, like 20 at the time or whatever.
0: You are just a young buck.
1: I was a young buck. But I remember, like, I literally would wake up in the middle of the night, and I was like, fuck, what if I fuck this up and people die, you know? And I would literally just yeah. wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm I'm very glad that my work was not used, <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I'm sure it was decent, but, like, yeah. also, like, you know it would very much pain me to get a call where it was like hey remember that thing you worked on yeah 400 people
0: (laughs) no that's how i feel right now at my job like they're giving everyone a lot of responsibility Mm -hmm. but they have two managers working on like like 40 projects not like so it's like 20 projects between the both of them Mm -hmm. and if i do something and i turn it into one of my managers they're not gonna have the time to always fully like go through it, and I'm like, so oh my god, what if I'm one inch off know, on this?
1: I know, I know. Like, yes.
0: thousands of people will yeah. die. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a lot of pressure for, like, a 23-year-old. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm 24. Are you? Oh, yes, yes. So you I, are. my birthday a month right. ago, asshole. Right,
0: right.
1: I always forget that we're the same age for a month. <laughs> yeah. It's, but anyway, it's a lot of pressure for anyone below, let's say, 45, you know? So. I think
0: it's still, even if you're, like, you've got, like, 20-plus years under your belt. Yeah, you better there's be still, damn sure. Yeah, there's because then it's like, you know, you can see someone who just recently graduated and doesn't have the experience, you know, like, well, you can kind of understand, like, you know, they don't know really what's going on, they're still learning, but yeah. if you have, like, 20-plus years of experience, like,
1: okay, Ooh. what? Yeah.
0: How stupid, are not even stupid, but how negligent.
1: Sure. You know, maybe you just don't have the time, you know, like maybe you're really,
0: I have to like, I have to snort cocaine off some strippers titties at, at, at five 30. So like, we we gotta gotta wrap
1: this up. That could just become the rubber gag <laughs> at so some weird. point in every snorting, podcast.
0: Snorting cocaine We're... off a of stripper's titties.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and that would be great because Listen, that's something I love doing. Papa's
0: busy at
1: 5.30. Busy. 5.30 on a Monday evening.
0: <laughs> I've got to be at the strip club.
1: I've got to be at, uh, you know, Listen, Lashes. That,
0: that clam chowder they have at Lashes God. is just amazing. Oh okay. My God.
1: Never eat strip club clam chowder, folks. That's my one advice. <laughs>
0: You've never
1: been to a strip club. She'd love to believe that. Oh,
0: my God.
1: You know, we once uh, were at a hotel that had a truck stop (laughs) slash strip club (laughs) slash future illegal brothel.
0: Yeah. And
1: you let me go to Subway unattended. So whatever else happens Mm. is on you. Let's just say they gave me a side of uh, grated Parmesan in a white powder form.
0: Yeah, and they, they graded the... Oh, I was going to try and make it sexual.
1: like. It was like cum or something. I don't know. What I've never say. done cocaine. I'd like to state that for the rest <laughs>
0: Yeah, neither have I. Yeah,
1: and I definitely have not done it off strippers' tits. But that if I was like going to do cocaine, like, that I would, like it would be way better off of strippers' tits.
0: Where did we, we started with like 400 deaths and right. ended up with cocaine on strippers' tits.
1: You know, I like to think that the dead... Um, You know, one of the things I've always thought in my life is, like, if I were dead, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do all the great stuff I'm doing right now, you know? Yeah. So, death in a certain way kind of gives life meaning, doesn't it, you know?
0: I guess. Um Damn, it's so deep. Yeah. Where's a stripper?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It does make you wonder, you know, like, when I'm on my deathbed, maybe I'll have wanted to do cocaine off strippers' tits. That's the other thing, like, why don't they make it, you know how, like, drugs are illegal? Yeah. Why don't they make it that, like, if you're terminal, you could just do drugs anyway? Like, who are you hurting?
0: Yeah, but I feel like if you're terminal, maybe, I feel like there would be some weird loophole that someone would find
1: where they, just, they like bring themselves to the verge of death excuse me
0: yeah or like fake papers or something right. you know It'd say be a that whole they're cottage energy in yeah. industry
1: yeah
0: and then it's just like that one person just ruins it for everyone else
1: well apparently when you die your brain releases you know how our brains like make dmt like in the brain mm-hmm. so apparently like we have like a huge reserve at all times at your pineal <sighs> gland just makes a huge reserve but it's mm-hmm. like only like slowly drip to us like right now we have a tiny bit mm-hmm. so like I but like, you. So yeah,
0: <laughs> so you turn
1: the valve I'm
0: fucking high all the time
1: <laughs> Well, so but that's what happens right when you die it just releases all the DMT so crazy. and you just like which is partially like probably why people see like you know like out of body experiences and stuff
0: yeah and like angels
1: and angels and stuff and that's also why if you have a near death experience and then you die in the next like two or three weeks you're reserves haven't built back up so if you die apparently it's like way more painful and like it's like yes because there's this guy a good buddy of mine was telling me about this one time where like like he got like shot or something and then just casually (laughs) i don't know what happened but regardless he went to the hospital and like they were like you'll live just you know obviously take it easy and so then they released him, like, really soon afterwards. So it was in that few weeks. And then he, like, got shot again. And then he... I don't think he died, but apparently it was, like, way worse the second time. Oh God. Because his DMT... I don't know if it was because of the DMT, but, like... <laughs> For whatever no. reason. You don't
0: think he died? You...
1: Yeah, I, I I have no clue. I, I, I don't even know if he got shot twice or if like there was just another traumatic experience. He definitely yeah. got shot once, I can tell you that much. Oh
0: my god. Justice for whoever your friend Justice is. Justice for that
1: guy. Yeah. Now, well, that wasn't my friend. That was like that was like one of those things where it's like, Bro, check out this crazy story. So like, I don't know <laughs> if like maybe some of the details got muddled.
0: Yeah. You know, you know it's like it's kinda crazy, like you see, like, weird things. It almost right. makes me wonder, you know, like, how originals in the... or angels in the Bible are originally supposed to be just a, a bunch of rings with eyes on it? Right. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, maybe not, like, when someone died, but when someone, right. like, just ate a weird mushroom. No, definitely, And yeah. they are just like, holy shit, this, yes. is this an angel?
1: This is why Revelation in the Bible is such a weird book. Yeah. Because... Like, all the other Gospels are fairly, like, cogently written. Yeah. And then... Sorry, there's a guy outside <laughs> He's talking. I hope he's not hearable. Maybe he is.
0: Is it the Kafka? I bet it is.
1: Is it the Kafka? One of our neighbors is outside. Regardless, probably doesn't matter. Anyway, one of the books in the Bible is, like, way weirder than the others, and then he's the same guy who wrote Revelation, which is the weirdest book in the Bible. So there's, like, people who have theorized that he, like, drank, like, an ergot beverage <laughs> that, like, made him see shit or something. I don't know.
0: Be not afraid, as just like a fucking yeah. floating eyeball is yes. going towards you. If a floating
1: eyeball is going towards you and you're not afraid, you're probably on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: oh well, man, peace among earth and, and floating eyeballs.
1: Honestly, that's words to live by.
0: Yeah. So, I'm just to kind of finish this up. Apparently, Mulholland took full responsibility and really shortly retired afterwards. Wow.
1: That is actually like really surprising.
0: I know I think it's interesting that he took full responsibility. I think maybe who's just his conscience was kind of like getting to him a little bit yeah, but this guy was really old when this happened, so I don't I think he was planning on retiring anyways, and he was like, I might as well just end my
1: career now so in the final analysis, do you think he was really a crook or what do you think?
0: I don't yeah, I think he was. I think you know he was taking shortcuts wherever he could and then. He was like, Oh my god, four hundred and thirty people just died on my watch, you know, right. maybe uh
1: wake up call for sure.
0: Yeah. I think uh he kinda realized what he did was wrong and maybe that's why he took full responsibility. I was re I, I was watching a like a short documentary about um, Mulholland and this whole St. Francis Dam disaster and it when it said that he took full responsibility and retired afterwards like all the comments were like you never see that nowadays you know yeah. no so
1: that's true you don't
0: I think it's it's at least um, maybe cathartic for some of the victims families to see that he you know wasn't trying to just like back out of it and be like well it yeah. wasn't it wasn't my fault it was but you know it kind of was
1: yeah no I was I I, I had this image kind of just like kind of a, like the aqueduct guys who were just totally corrupt so yeah
0: yeah and and there was a kind of like a thin or not thin but there was like a remaining structure of the dam it was like the sides of the dam had completely just been obliterated and then uh. there was the middle section that was still there. Right. And that was nicknamed the tombstone and it was memorialized to pay respect to the victims, but I think it's gone now.
1: Okay. I was going to say we should do a field trip.
0: No, I think I think it's gone by now. Like okay. I think that I think in the 70s they they got rid of it because damn. they're... damn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Freudian Freudian slip. <laughs> <bloom. laughs> I think in the 70s they uh got rid of it because like people were just fucking about
1: so is the aqueduct infrastructure still
0: there i don't know i don't
1: think so It'd be fun to do like a podcast from the from the aqueduct or something you know
0: that would be fun or like this is where 400 over 400 people died (laughs) that
1: would be less fun i feel like it'd probably be haunted what if we did like a nighttime i don't know it feels kind of disrespectful
0: yeah it does people died (laughs) like innocent innocent people and their family's kids died.
1: Oh, that's extra disrespectful.
0: Yeah, I mean, because they had families, like, living on-site because that yeah. was basically your full-time job. No, yeah. so
1: Is this, died. like, one of those things where, like, they make you shop at the company store and, like, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, put, <laughs> but like, instead of your life.
0: <laughs> instead of shopping at the company store, it's just, like, housing and stuff. Right, okay. So, it's, yeah, it's really... it's awful, and, you know, there's still, unfortunately, even nowadays, I think there are still people who are kind of doing this and and getting away with it, so...
1: That's what I wanted to ask you, maybe kind of as, like, the, you know, kind of the stinger here, is, like, like, it's almost like a trope, like, in that TV show we were talking about, just, like, that these large infrastructure projects get, like, corrupt. Like, I guess what I would ask you is, having read all this and, and heard about all this, like, what... Like, if you were put in charge of a large infrastructure project,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what would the playbook be to, to prevent that?
0: Uh, Well, first off, I'm a woman, so that would never happen.
1: Well, actually, it's 2022, so... Oh, in 2022.
0: Yeah, in 2022, well...
1: Assuming... Oh, I mean, human nature hasn't really changed, has it? You know, like 1924, 2022,
0: I mean... Yeah, well, that's the thing about being, like, a civil engineer that focuses in water is you're there for the public and help to help the environment. Right. That is your that is your main goal. So, if I were in charge of something like this, I would well, I mean I would do what I could to you know, follow safety protocols and not cut corners. Right. Um to in order to kind of avoid something like this, but then you know you have like uh, subcontractors who might not have the oh same kind of yes. principles that
1: you do. Bro, anytime I've worked at so many places, every time, not like every time, but a lot of the time, you have a contract with the subcontractor. It stipulates the safety stuff very explicitly. Yeah. you walk by and they're like hanging off a scissor oh lift, God. like welding some yeah. bullshit, and you're like. Are my safety requirements a joke to you yeah. or <laughs> the
0: the manual to not kill four hundred and thirty yeah. people. Am I a joke to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's but then you kinda like that's why you hire people to on on your side to right. watch to watch that kind of have some oversight. Um it's just and I think with this guy, I think if he saw if he saw one of his subcontractors just kind of doing what you said your guys were doing, I think he would be fine with that. William, yeah, walk, walk the other way. Yeah. So yeah, I I just feel so bad. It, it feels like you know, with some of these things, with some of these like safety regulations, it's just like you know, uh, oh, killed four hundred people. Well better not do that again and then they yeah. have all these policies in place instead of right being proactive and being like what do we do yeah. to not kill this is kind of what lives? i'm getting at yeah because
1: yeah. like obviously you can put in all the regulations you want but yeah. at the end of the day like people can just look at that and be like no and just do their own <laughs> thing you know
0: yeah yeah well, I'm glad this was more of a bummer than Albert Six.
1: I found Albert <laughs> Six hilarious. Compared uh, yeah, to this.
0: I know. I feel like we were laughing about Albert Six. I'm kind of just...
1: chuckling. It's just 430 <laughs> dead people. It's just you know. Some
0: of those children. Some of
1: them were children. It's, so, not that there's not elements of humor here, <laughs> to be sure.
0: Aha, uh-huh, children died. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <Woo-hoo. laughs>
1: Less what I'm talking about, but. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure, you know, if River was in charge of this kind of project, she'd do it perfectly.
1: I, I would hire River instantly, and she can give me a little doggo stamp, which is like a little snout. <laughs> oh my gosh, she can boop. And she boops the contract. <laughs> or if she or put, drunk. like,
0: ink on her paw and just Oh, uh, just slapped it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great.
1: I think River needs to be the first P.E. doggo.
0: Yes. Yeah, you up for it, River?
1: She's asleep. She's, asleep. she's <laughs> not actually awake. Not,
0: she's not even coherent of what's going on.
1: Well, you know, I'm not about to be coherent in a second here because this Golden State cider got me wilding.
0: Hashtag non mad. It's just really good not cider. Mad. It's
1: quite good. 6. Can you 20%. only
0: get it in the Bay Area?
1: Well, I've only seen it here, but theoretically yeah. you can just. It's at Drink Golden State, folks. So you could just get them to send you some. Ooh, most likely, it is vegan, they don't man. have a. They don't have a website per se. I don't think.
0: You know, um, one person that we should send this to. Bree,
1: yeah, our buddy Bree.
0: I'm super excited to, I mean, this is a uh, a plug too for for Bree's uh, right for Bree's brew, uh-huh. but she just got her her brew like her. Her idea for for um a beer or something like that approved and now she's moving forward with the steps and it's super exciting.
1: Maybe um hey maybe at some point we can have uh have have that be our drink of the day.
0: Yeah, that would be so much
1: fun. I can't wait. Love you, Bree. Love you, Bree. All right, folks. Well, I think we're about done with the L.A. Aqueducts. I certainly learned a lot. Yeah,
0: I'm really sad
1: now. No, it's okay. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes there's ones you ought to learn from rather than uh, just chuckle about a monkey burning to death in the New Mexico desert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what
0: did we what did we learn from this?
1: I think we learned um, don't rush a dam out in two years. Have engineering oversight. I mean, there's obviously deeper structural issues, but I think in terms of our north star here, we should be aiming at engineering oversight, people checking young engineers' drawings, and getting as much corruption out of the process as possible.
0: Yeah, it this almost kind of reminds me of when we were talking with those uh two engineers from from Florida, and one of them mentioned um that there's like a a ring that you can get that's f- made oh, from yes the steel. order of the engineer yeah there's a ring that you can get that's made out of steel from bridges that fell down yeah. so anytime you put it on your pinky anytime you you write out something or approve something you put the ring on your dominant hand that you're writing out or stamping something so it's kind of a reminder of, yeah you know the structures that were set in place that failed because of you know stuff that we talked about here either. No, little to no oversight or just kind of corruption.
1: Failures have consequences. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. Yeah. I appreciate every one of you.
0: And I also well no I don't. <laughs> I don't. Kidding. No, I appreciate every one of every single one of you listening. It means a lot. And thank you. Can we do a little clink? Yeah. Clank? Hey. Cheers. Yes, clink. <laughs> Bye. Brian. Bye.